Aboriginal History and Stolen Generations To first understand the history of Aboriginal people and the child protection system, we must first appreciate the current idea of what Aboriginal Australia is. The extent to which Aboriginal people existed in Australia may never be known. Scientific research keeps finding evidence of Aboriginal people living in Australia ranging from 60,000 to 120,000 years. Knowing how long the First Nations people have lived in Australia is hard to prove, and knowing and proving can be near impossible sometimes. Consider flying into another country without a passport. You know who you are and where you're from, but proving that to authorities in another country can prove to be difficult. So, we have two trains of thought. Some people believe Aboriginal people travelled to Australia thousands of years ago. Some people believe that Aboriginal people have always been here. There are stories that prove that Aboriginal people have been here from the beginning of time, and these stories are called the Dreamtime Stories. The Dreamtime Stories are creation stories, much like the Bible, but instead of building churches and monuments to honour their God, Aboriginal people worshipped and honoured what the gods created, and that was the land and the animals. We have come a long way as a nation, and we are now coming to terms that the Aboriginal civilization has existed for over 60,000 years or longer. We have existed as a society that has its own religion, laws, technology, specialised roles, complex institutions and record keeping. We now realise that the idea of Aboriginal people being a simple nomadic people has long been dispelled. So we have a complex civilization that has been existing longer than any other civilization in the world. Then colonization occurred. Colonization, the action or process of settling among and establishing control over the indigenous people of an area. The action of appropriating a place or domain for one's own use. In the true meaning of the term, Colonisation is still occurring today. The first wave of colonisation occurred in 1770 when Captain Cook, on behalf of the British Kingdom, declares possession of the east coast of Australia. The British government does not recognise the rights of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as a civilised people and does not recognise their ownership of their land. So the British government claimed the land terra nullius. Terra nullius is a Latin term meaning belonging to nobody. Captain Cook raises the British flag at Possession Island off the tip of Cape York Peninsula and claims to take possession of the whole east coast of Australia. The British perception of Indigenous Australia is based on the doctrine of terra nullius. So, the colonisers believed that Indigenous Australians had no concept of law or ownership and had no rights to land. So all Indigenous rights are extinguished. But because of the connection to land, 
the culture and the strong sense of responsibility to protect their existence, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander men and women fought back against the colonisers. When the first fleet arrived in Sydney Cove and stepped onto the shore, two Guigal men who attempted to repel the invaders were shot at and had to retreat. On their retreat, one of the men dropped their shield that is now held in the British Museum. Their bravery was repeated many times by many Aboriginal people in the early years of colonisation. There have been countless battles between Aboriginal people and colonisers that came to be known as the Frontier Wars. These battles caused death and disruption to the First Nations people of Australia. There have been many warriors, including Pamawoy, Wanderdine and Tiranora, that have rebelled against the colonisers and there were heroes such as Jundamara, a resistance fighter in the Kimberley who declared war on Europeans and prevent settlement for six years. But these acts of war on the British government had serious implications on all Aboriginal people. Soon a proclamation was released across the colony stating that all Aboriginal people could be shot on sight. And soon after, countless massacres occurred across the country as the spread of colonisation covered more of the land. One of the most atrocious events was the Black War on Tasmania, where colonisers attempted to kill every Aboriginal on the island, with only a handful of First Nations people escaping. Their descendants exist today and still fight for their rights as the First Nations people of Tasmania. For nearly a 100 years, the frontier wars raged across Australia, but even though Aboriginal people fought back, our resistance was futile against guns and horses. And not having the nature for war, the First Nations People's Society was being destroyed. Then in 1837, a British Parliamentary Select Committee published a report on the situation of Aboriginal peoples across its colonies around the world, including Australia. The report known as the Aborigines Report documented widespread frontier violence and this report had a major impact on how Aboriginal peoples were to be treated in British colonies. Its focus was on reducing frontier violence through their laws and other approaches such as spreading Christianity and prosecution of colonisers caught killing Aboriginal people. It took some time for colonisers to persecute colonisers for killing Aboriginal people. It wasn't until then Christianity stepped in. Through the development of missions run by the Christian Church, Aboriginal people were removed from their traditional lands and placed in small communities called missions for their own protection. Some of these missions still remain today. Considering that Aboriginal people were not seen as being civilised, the Christian mission owners created some rules to help Aboriginal people to become civilised. These rules included not speaking traditional languages, not practising traditional culture, and generally not behaving Aboriginal. Those that disobeyed these rules were punished by being flogged, caged up or sent away to jail. Another form of punishment was to have their children removed. Those families that weren't relocated to missions worked for local farmers and graziers as stockmen and domestics. As Aboriginal people had little to no rights, the wages was usually essentials like flour, 
sugar, tea and tobacco, and a place to live relatively unharmed. It was in the late 1800s when the Aboriginal Protection and Restriction, the Sale of Opium Act was introduced in Queensland, allowing authorities to remove Aboriginal people from their land and taking children from their families. Dormitories were developed to prepare boys and girls for domestic service. In New South Wales, girls and young women were isolated from their members of their community to concentrate on training them to work in domestic service. The Bayswater Boys' Home, established by the Salvation in Victoria, were for boys who had been placed in legal custody. In less than 200 years of colonisation that included massacres, diseases, dispossessed of their lands and having their children removed, the Aboriginal civilization had just about been destroyed. Aboriginal people and the child protection system. In 1909, the Aborigines Protection Act is introduced in New South Wales, giving the Aborigines Protection Board power to take neglected children from their families. It applied to all Aboriginal people, but contained particular provisions for children, including the right of the Protection Board to remove children from Aboriginal reserves and place them into service. So children living in poverty were removed because they appeared to be neglected. They were relocated to dormitories where they were to be trained for service and cheap labour. Some of the stories of the thousands of children removed from their families are recorded in the Stolen Generations Report. The Aborigines Protection Act was repealed by the Aborigines Act in 1969. Removal of Aboriginal children from their families and communities is still occurring in high numbers. Under the current Children and Young Persons Care and Protection Act, one in six Aboriginal Torres Strait Island children receive child protection services, with over 51,500 Indigenous children receiving child protection services. The most common type of orders or reason for the intervention was emotional abuse, 47%, followed by neglect, 31%. 21,900 Indigenous children were on care and protection orders with 1 in 18 Indigenous children were in and out of home care at the 30th of June 2019, two-thirds of whom were living with relatives, kin or other Indigenous caregivers. Indigenous children continue to be overrepresented in the child protection system. Based on the recent data, 84% of Indigenous children who exit out of home care in 2017-2018 did not return to care within 12 months.